0: I'm Zachary Cartwright. This is Water in Food. Welcome to another episode of Water in Food. Today, my guest is Dr. Anne Molté, who is a researcher at the Institute of Packaging Technology and Food Engineering located in Montreal. The mission of this institute is to develop innovative and eco-responsible packaging solutions, engineer novel products from less common materials and ingredients, and to provide training and advising to help teams implement what they call packaging thinking into businesses, Dr. Malte's team recently started using Dynamic Dewpoint Moisture Sorption Isotherm technology to improve their R&D processes, and we'll be discussing this more in this episode of Water and Food. Hi, Dr. Malte, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, hi, Zachary.
0: How are you today? Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, I'm good, thank you.
0: Well, I know I've translated your institute's name to English in the introduction, but I thought I would have you say its proper name uh, since I, I know that I will butcher it and not say it correctly.
1: <laughs> so the acronym is ITIGA, as you said, and in French, it's, it's in- Institut de Technologie des Emballages et du Génie Alimentaire.
0: Beautifully said, I, I could never <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, and I, I was wondering if you could just discuss, you know, how long have you been at at this institute and what is the mission of your institution?
1: Um, I've been working there for uh, more than 10 years now, it's been 11 years, I think. And we actually are a technology transfer and applied research center. Uh, which is affiliated to the Collège de Maisonneuve in Montreal. So um, we're part of a great network of specialists in different feel, field among the, the province of Quebec. Uh, there are actually 59 uh, transfer centers, just like us, but in different field in Quebec. So since food transformation industries are mostly present in Montreal, which is the metropole, uh, it makes sense that ITGO is located um, uh, in this city. So the, the college holds uh, specific uh, food quality and transformation program to train uh, future food technologists that will serve these industrials in R&D field. So uh, ITGA work with uh, this program and share its knowledge with the students and teacher. And we also hire some students for a traineeship. Uh, Mainly our mission at ITIGA is to develop and share innovative practices in food packaging and processes. So the organization where uh, we serve, they stand out from an economic, environmental, and social uh, social point of view. Uh, The technological innovation path helps to support the competitiveness of Quebec businesses in their effort to achieve excellence.
0: And what is your role there? And and has your role changed over time? Or or have you kept the same role for these last 10 or, or 11 years?
1: Well I actually came in for a, a postdoc um, uh, stay and they actually kept me after so I guess I was uh, doing the job so uh, over the time I got to um, to be um, a scientist a food scientist actually and then um, like uh, in the during the the years I developed some expertise and now I'm a, a senior scientist there so helping other scientists uh, to develop uh, project and to support industries from food transport transformation food service packaging and other uh, industries sometimes uh, I I basically working in developing project as a response to industrial request main of my, our business is to go with the go with the flow go with the trends and for the from the inquiries of our uh, partner
0: And what are some of the things that you've done in in the past or in your background that has prepared you for this role, maybe studying food science or, or other things that you've completed that have helped you get where you are today?
1: Um I have a degree in food science uh, in uh, Université Laval in Quebec City and I really love uh, uh, applied science especially with food. <laughs> I love cooking as well. And like um, uh, it was um, uh, the program was very good for me because uh, it learned me how every food types are are made and what are, are the industrial processes for for them. So it was very interesting and very applied. But then at the end of my degree, I knew I I wanted to improve my knowledge at school. So I went for a master and a PhD degree. Um, It was on the preparation of hydrogel as a device for controlled delivery and heat sensitive molecule. It's a bit off my actual work, but actually uh, molecule functionality is involved with coating and bio-based packaging that we develop. So in a certain way, I, I use that experience. And I also, over time, during my uh, 10 years, 11 years here in ITGA, I develop also uh, some expertise in the packaging and uh, the, especially the relationship with food uh, and packaging.
0: And I, I also noticed on your LinkedIn page that you were at one time a professional speed skater. And I, I was wondering if you could talk about that experience and maybe <laughs> things that you learned um, from being a speed skater that you're able to apply today so that that you're successful.
1: Yeah, I was uh, on the Canadian national team for about 10 years uh, for the short track team and on the World Cup circuit for a couple of years as well. So it was... a uh, a great experience, and I had the chance with people around me to manage graduate studi- studies and uh, full-time athlete life. And I learned a lot of about uh, efficiency, <laughs> good work <of> ethic, <laughs> and perseverance. Um, you know, moreover, the being a scientist calls for a lot of uh, resilience just uh, as I learned in, in short track. If you ever watch a short track speed skating race competition, you notice that there is a high risk and that you do not control everything at every level. So you need to become resilient to survive in the sport and such as it, it is uh, as a scientist scientist life.
0: Uh, I, I really like that uh, comparison. And I think in an, another <laughs> life I was a speed skater because I, I love watching it and, and I wish that would have been something that i I would have done when i was (laughs) younger
1: you probably know Um, apollo 110 oh no
0: (laughs) yes yes i actually have a a really embarrassing story that when i was little i would watch the olympics and always see him and i even wrote him an email when i was really little just really asking him to to take me on and and train me and and turn me into a speed (laughs) skater so uh, of course of course i know him Uh, Just coming back to Itega, what what types of products and and businesses do you create packaging solutions for? Is this solely for research or for universities or are you working with large companies or what, what does that look like for your team?
1: uh we actually have two main expertise field uh the first one being the preservation of food and other sensitive material uh, which contribute to save uh, food from waste and allow uh, to preserve best qualities and security uh, the second expertise is about uh, packaging design especially in regards to eco-responsible conception we work mainly with industrial um, to uh, create ready-made solutions uh, as to their requirements. Um, so, uh, major of our business is uh, um, SME, uh, small and medium uh, businesses. Um, uh, usually. Um, Big businesses they have their own R and D uh, department and do they they, they do their uh, their own stuff. But then when you go a little bit um, smaller, when uh, the uh, smaller businesses, they uh, they really require um, uh, transfer technology to get them uh, reach their goals. We follow also and- our our partners uh, needs and new trends. Um, I've been working a lot with food industries like bread, meat, dairies, uh, fresh cut fruits and vegetables to increase shelf life through specific conditioning and packaging development. Uh, we've, also, we've also had some medical projects in the past. For example, um, I've been working on the development of chilling box for blood units used in the mobile blood drives. Uh, it was a very challenging project, but also very rewarding, considering considering that it helped preservation of the precious, precious donations, and mm-hmm. it especially made great sense to me since uh, I had to be transfer uh, transfused later on on my life. So I got the mm. the, uh, the full reward of it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that's awesome! Really and really interesting. Kind of the the range of products that you're looking at, um, from food to to medical and and so on. What are some of the challenges that your team faces when you're trying to design uh, new packaging? And how do you overcome those challenges?
1: For, for the moment, the biggest challenge is about eco-responsible. I don't know if in English uh, you can say that that word, but it's all about eco-conception and everything like that. Um, packaging solution. Uh, there are not so many available solutions on the market now. And some, sometimes people they think, uh, well, uh, some PLA or some specific packaging is a good alternative. But um, when you look at different criteria of the life cycle assessment, it's uh, it can be very uh, non-intuitive. Uh, let's say, like you think something that comes from uh, from wood it would be uh, sustainable, but uh, not necessarily if the resources are, are are used for that. So it, it, it needs to uh, take everything into account. And there's also um, a lot of uh, confusion about recyclability, biodegradability, uh, compostability, bio-based material, and all of those, those uh, specific terms. Uh, and that's part of the mission of IDGA, actually, to inform partners and consumers on that. And we also have uh, neutral opinions on all of the uh, materials, since we are not a supplier of a certain kind of solution, we're just um, a scientific uh, uh, point of view. And also, the the price of uh, the available solution is also a strong constraint for the commercial uh, application of the solution. So... Helping in uh, making the, the 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 new solution uh, used on the market will certainly lead to expand uh, available alternative at a reasonable price.
0: And something that I, I've noticed a lot recently with a lot of the companies that the Meter Group works with is that you know companies are trying to change their packaging. Whether, like you mentioned, it's to be eco-friendly or maybe there's a, a, a supply chain issue and they need to change their packaging and. So understanding that new packaging is really important, um, especially early on in in an R&D process. Uh, uh, Your team has recently uh, started using the Aqualab Vapor Sorption Analyzer, as well as the Moisture Analysis Toolkit software that that comes with that instrument. And I I was hoping that you could talk about um, these solutions and, and how they're helping you to overcome some of the challenges that your team faces.
1: Uh, well, mainly two objectives uh, either the ability to predict the shelf life using the, that tool, uh, and also the ability to determine um, packaging uh, water vapor transmission rate that is needed in order to hit the desir- desired shelf life. Uh, let's say we work with an industrial partner who wants to switch uh, his multi barrier packaging, which is non recyclable, for uh, packing his dried fruit. Um, you cannot only use another packaging without checking the adequacy, and sometimes you you get surprised, and you can uh, uh, be in uh, uh, your product can be affected greatly by that, and your brand uh, also. So. Uh, our input at itiga uh, would be to use the VSA and determine the critical water content so we can determine the packaging requirements to keep the fruits uh, at their best uh, for texture and preservation. And the software can be used to predict the shelf life in various conditions, let's say like tropical condition or some, some high uh, or low temperature condition. Uh, to predict the shelf life um, in a in a, in a very accurate way so that uh, we uh, they don't have to wait for like a, a year to uh, to get the results
0: so in, instead of taking a year to maybe do a, a physical test how how fast are you able to do some shelf life calculations using your vapor absorption analyzer in, in that toolkit software
1: yeah, well, that's pretty fast. Like uh, the time of uh, making the uh, isotherm, well, it's it's ver- uh, variable uh, depending on the nature of the product, but uh, mm-hmm. it could be like uh, two days maximum. And then after that, uh, when you get all your uh, your um, uh, item for calculating the shelf life, uh, it gets pretty easy. Like you can do that in a, in a <laughs> less than an hour when uh, you uh, get accustomed to it. So it's very mm-hmm. effective. And we also can run uh, accelerated shelf life uh, 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 packaging testing on the side just to make sure that um, the prediction was uh, okay and it's all also accelerate the process uh, instead of waiting for a long time to get the results.
0: And and I think that's a really good point to mention and, and I talked to uh, a lot of our partners about this that that prediction that you get using the equipment and the software it, it is a prediction it, it's just based on math but it can give you a, a lot of insight really early on so that when you move on to an accelerated test or even a, a physical shelf life test, you really know what to focus on it and you can save your team uh, a lot of time in the long run. Um, I, I was hoping that you could maybe describe in, in your own words, what is a, a moisture sorption isotherm um, that you're getting from the vapor sorption analyzer? What is an isotherm and why is it important when thinking about packaging and shelf life?
1: hmm <laughs> Uh, Yeah, well, to me, like, um, I know I've been learning that stuff uh, at school, but it's been so many years now that, uh, Mm -hmm. for me, the the basic concept of uh, isotherm is just just a complete study that provides information on water activity and water content relationship. Like, uh, before having the VSA, we would use uh, some... uh, uh, some uh, saturated salt and like mm-hmm. uh, specific uh, uh, jars to um, mimic these uh, these studies but it wasn't really not as accurate so for us uh, this equipment is very uh, it's very good for us because it saves time um, mm-hmm. it's essential for the study of dry product as respect to their preservation uh, when you you uh, use the isotherm and you make a second derivative function. Uh, It allows us to determine the critical water activity for a specific product. So after that, we can use the modelization equation of the software uh, so that uh, there is a function that is established and used in all the calculation of the shelf life when packaging uh, WVTR information are known. Uh, And we can also test properties in our, in our lab using our equipment. So it's a complete solution for us. And if a company also wants to modify a food formation, we can study if it creates a shift in the isotherm and react with another packaging if shelf life become problematic, let's say, if we add some uh, moisture sensitive uh, ingredients in the formulation.
0: And something that you mentioned is that, uh, like you, I think a lot of food science students, you know, you hear about an isotherm in graduate school or or undergrad and you kind of spend maybe, you know, 15 minutes in in one class and learn about it and and then move on. And same with water activity. And uh, this is, equipment is really taking it to the next step or or the next level. And um, even when I started here at Meter, I I was really impressed or or surprised with all of the, the things that you can understand using the isotherm and shelf life and packaging is just one, one of the things that you can do with it. Um, when your team was looking for this type of solution, how, how did you find the Aqualab Vapor Sorption Analyzer? How, how did you learn about this technology?
1: Well, at the time, we, uh, we had received some requests on uh, accelerated and prediction of shelf life for some products, such as rice, I remember, and some other products. And so I, um, I looked at the, some literature on the subject. Aqualab, uh, vapor analyzer, was the best tool to ask us to help us on that and to create a whole server for the industries uh, um, the that they would appreciate, uh, actually. Uh, like I was saying, we were able to make some isotherm analysis with using a closed jar in a specific uh, moisture um, condition, but it was so inconsistent that we couldn't really use the results. So, the capacity of the Aqualab, Aqualab to make rapid dynamic uh, dew point isotherm is really helpful, uh, helpful for us and it gives very accurate, uh, precise isotherm that we can, we can use and rely on. So um, after we decided that this is the equipment that we needed, we asked for a grant and got the equipment um, uh, for at Meter Food. And they helped us uh, put everything together for our our analysis uh, need. And we got great support for them also for uh, uh, both scientific and technical sides.
0: And besides that dynamic dew point isotherm method, were, were there any other driving factors that, that led you to getting this isotherm generator over maybe other isotherm generators? You know, th- this is surely not the only one that's uh, available on the market, but what were some of the, the driving forces that led your team to getting this equipment and, and not another piece of equipment?
1: Well, for sure, the dynamic viewpoint and the support service for the team when I needed to get uh, some information before purchasing was a, was a big plus. And also the affordable price of the equipment and the rebate that we got since we are an academic and research institution was also very uh, interesting for us. So that's why we decided to go with um, Food.
0: Yeah, th- that makes me really happy to hear that you had really good support. And, and like you mentioned, we do work a lot with academic institutions. It, it's really important for us to, to partner with um, institutes like yours, especially institutes, you know, working with students so that, you know, as a student, you can learn about this technology and its um, applications really early on um, in an educational experience. Um, you, you mentioned it briefly, but uh, you just got, can you discuss the, the training process that you went through and, and the support process. So after you got the instrument and, and got it in your lab, what did the next steps look like and, and what kind of support did you receive?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, f- we first got um, a, a global presentation of the equipment and all the uh, the features that we uh, that, that that it can make. And after that, to make sure the equipment was uh, responding to our needs, a dried food sample was sent to Meter Food and tested using the same equipment. So we were explained how to use the result curve and like uh, just to make sure that um, it would satisfy our needs. And then we also got help after that for the startup in our lab, and got all the infos about it with all the uh, all the, the, the cues and, and uh, thing to start uh, in the, the right way. And we also got some webinar access on isotherm, and you did explain to me how to use the software for prediction of shell fly following some other reaction than some uh, like a browning reaction, which are not direct, uh, directed. Uh, uh, directly uh, uh, drived, uh, driven by uh, by water, actually.
0: Mm. Yeah, so like you said, you know, you receive training on the software, and then if you're looking at shelf life because of browning reactions or some other type of chemical change, we do so have some other approaches for looking at shelf life in, in those terms. Um, kind of pivoting from shelf life now, I, I know your institute is also known for food engineering, and I was wondering if you could talk about Maybe some of the the innovative products that your team has recently worked on.
1: Yeah, actually, we work uh, on on both sides, like uh, packaging and also food engineering. Both goes together, and usually, like. Um, uh, we work with partners. We uh, develop some specific engineering and then we can condition them so that the, the, the whole product is taken care of. So we've been working on uh, different uh, bleaching uh, process for potatoes using uh, alternative treatments. We, uh, I cannot talk too much about the projects in of the <laughs> intellectual property, but uh, I can of mention course. them for sure. Uh, We've been working a lot of uh, different projects about modified atmosphere packaging using Mm -hmm. active and passive uh, uh, modified atmosphere for fruit and vegetable. Uh, We've been working on enzymatic uh, conversion of some sugar. Uh, Also, working on the development of a new blown texture for some uh, food using an equipment that we have here, which is an instant control pressure drop, um, used in the industry to develop some specific uh, snacking products. We on the gasification of some uh, beverage like uh, cold brew coffee and. Uh, some also cold pasteurization process for the heat sensitive uh, aromas or product uh, that is that are heat sensitive also been working on some um, uh, innovative uh, process like uh, pulse light um, uh, like or uvc uh, light developing uh, process for decontamination um, and also looking for some future trends in the food engineering. Also uh, working with the partnerships.
0: And then the the third major component of of Itega um, looks like you provide a lot of training and and advising to help structure and implement uh, what what's on your website it's called packaging thinking um, into businesses. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that training process and and what it involves.
1: Yeah, because one of the mission of the ITGA is uh, some uh, giving some training, like uh, for the industry and for the general consumers as well. And well, these trainings are um, uh, usually tailor made for specific week requests or industrial on, on different topics of interest, mainly in food engineering and packaging. And we also run the Rendez-vous de l'emballage, which is the packaging meeting in English. Uh, It's a a conference uh, once a year, usually in spring. Uh, last one was um, uh, was made uh, virtually since of the COVID. Um, so at this event, ITGA presents some of the recent research that uh, was run in our labs and with some partners as well. And we have some other uh, packaging specialists to share uh, their novel uh, knowledge. And this is the um, also the occasion to create new, part- new partnership with industrials and research centers. So, yeah.
0: And now that your team is using that Aqualab Vapor Sorption Analyzer and, and, you know, having a a better understanding of how to use moisture sorption isotherms, do you see isotherms becoming a a part of these trainings or being mentioned in in conferences more?
1: Uh, Well, um, can you repeat, please? (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, no no problem. So <laughs> in, now that your team has an Aqualab vapor sorption analyzer and, and a better understanding of how to use isotherms to predict shelf life or think about packaging, do you see isotherms being a part of the trainings that you offer or, or being mentioned more in the conferences that you're hosting?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, we want to offer uh, isotope analysis uh, as a service for our partners mm-hmm. uh, and some future clients. So we want to show them why it can be so useful and we definitely want to promote this uh, equipment and expertise upcoming uh, conferences.
0: And then my last question for you today is, um, I, I just want to know about the opportunities that you provide to students Um, And future professionals. So anybody listening to this podcast, who's maybe a food science student interested in in maybe doing an internship there or just really interested in in shelf life and in packaging? What what opportunities does your institute uh, afford to them?
1: Yeah, we offer some uh, intern opportunities in our lab for some either specific project or general learning Say, uh, stay. We uh, hire some uh, some of our Collège de Maisonneuve students as well. Um, all the students, they get the opportunity to work on project and have direct uh, contact with industrial partner, which is very interesting for their uh, um, for their learning and they also get to train with our food engineering and packaging equipments so they get used to them and give them uh, an edge when it comes time to use their in their future jobs in the food industry and they also get the opportunity to work with scientists and follow a scientific thinking throughout their project with uh, which sometimes it rise their interest into a career in science and research and we can then maybe hire them afterwards <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they can do a postdoc and then they can just come on board. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, I think this is really helpful, especially for teams thinking about packaging and, and shelf life. And when it comes to food, that, that's really every team. And so I, I think you've given a, a lot of insights that our listeners will appreciate. So thank you so much for, for coming on the show. And uh, I, I look forward to working with you more. Thank you, Zachary. I'm Zachary Cartwright. This is Water and Food. Find this podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.